This Saturday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. While he was going through a field of grain on a Sabbath, his disciples were picking the heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands, and eating them. Some Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them in reply, Have you not read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he went into the house of God, took the bread of offering, which only the priests could lawfully eat, ate of it, and shared it with his companions? Then he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. First of all, let's remember James the Apostle's words. If anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his own face in a mirror. He sees himself, then goes off and promptly forgets what he looked like. The word of God is like a mirror that lets us know our true inner selves. With a mirror, not only do we recognize ourselves on the outside, but also on the inside. We gain an insight into our hearts, souls, and beings. So, the more time we spend in front of a mirror, the better we'll get to know ourselves. The more we hear God's Word, the more we meditate on it, the deeper we delve into it, all the better. If we hear God's Word but don't stop and meditate on it or try to apply it to our own lives, it will hardly be helpful. We'd be forgetful hearers of the Word who look at themselves in the mirror but immediately forget who they really are. That's why, as usual, my proposal for today is that we spend more time before a mirror, before God's Word. It's that we choose a verse from this week's readings that can help us become hearers of the Word who feel a deep desire to know ourselves better. Remember that on Monday, Jesus was at the onset of His ministry and said that the Spirit of the Lord was upon Him because He'd been anointed to bring the good news to the poor to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Jesus came to liberate us, to allow us to see, to remove our blinders. He came to give us freedom and to proclaim a year of grace, a lifetime of grace. We are enslaved by the sins that bind us. We are captives of people, emotions, material things. We are enslaved. And Jesus wants to free us from all of that. On Tuesday, Jesus cast out a demon. We said that the devil is the one who seeks to divide and deceive us. The devil is the one who messes with our thoughts, confuses them and mixes them up. He also divides our feelings, our emotions and our heart. By confusing and mixing us up, he tries to rob us of your ability to think clearly and discern. Remember that the Word of God is alive and active. It's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart and help us discern. Conversely, the devil seeks to confuse us, break up our relationships with others, divide our family, and he seeks to make us enemies. He wants us to become set in our ways, blocked in our thoughts, and mired in our logic and emotions. He doesn't want us to change. Even if the anger and grudges we hold on to are old, he doesn't want us to forget them. 
He wants to stay at your side while you fight with your boss, with your traveling companion, with your co-workers, with your siblings, and with your spouse and neighbors. That's what he seeks. And he will lie and deceive you so that you may live a life of deceit that's very far from God's truth. He wants you to always see the bad side of things, living in fear and negativity, instead of seeing the beauty that surrounds you. On Wednesday, we asked ourselves these questions. What teachings of God do we set aside, push away, leave aside, fail to reflect on, or sometimes even indulge in questioning? And what ailments do we need God to heal us from? Whether moral, spiritual, or physical, sometimes we carry physical burdens that we'd like God to free us from. And maybe Jesus does so, but he frees us from the physical pains so that we may realize that there's something more profound, that there are other moral and spiritual ailments that torment us, such as our psychological weakness, the weaknesses or sins of others that make us suffer, the failings that we don't know how to overcome out of fear or impotence, and of course, sin, which is what binds us and destroys us, the sin that won't allow us to approach the Father. However, and although it may seem contradictory, we can't forget that sin is also sometimes a springboard to reach Him, to discover the merciful love of God, who's always Father. On Thursday's reading, we witnessed the miraculous catch of fish. There were countless details to meditate on, but mainly, we had an open invitation to fall at Jesus' knees. We can only see how little we are when we discover how great God is and how great Jesus is. We cannot recognize who Jesus is if we do not realize that we're small before God. Jesus knows that we're sinners. He knows everything and doesn't care. He transforms what seems to be useless and turns it into something great. The world produces sinners and then discards them. Jesus embraces the sinners, forgives them, and turns them into fishers of men. And yesterday, we saw how Jesus invites us to fast so that we truly find him. True fasting trains us inwardly to strengthen our will and focus on others, to think of their well-being and not to be so self-centered. Fasting helps us unify our body and soul. It teaches us self-restraint and how to direct our tendencies and passions that may at times run rampant. And this is for the greater good, the love of God and others. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain forever.